Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this part two of my week 23 recap or review, I will be doing all the scoring that's going on, including the tight scoring race that's taking place between LeBron, Embiid, and Giannis, as well as all this crazy scoring that's taking place in the NBA. Also, some Hall of Fame news, so I'll squeeze that in as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so before I talk about all the scoring and so forth and all those things, uh, this is the second part of the Week 23 review, so I just want to quickly give a shout-out. I forgot to do it in the previous episode and prior to that. Give a shout-out to the director and those involved in the making of Queen of Basketball, the store, the quick documentary about... Uh, Lucy Harris, uh, uh, Paul Proudfoot, I believe that was the director there. Uh, big kudos to him for getting the Oscar for that. Um, and of course, Shaquille O'Neal was executive producer on there, as well as Steph Curry, uh, ensuring that Lucy's story gets told. In her own words, she was the one, um, you know talking about her career there so uh definitely big shout out to them for getting that oscar so i wanted to get that out the way first so all right guys so um let's talk about this tight scoring race um between lebron james who has 30.3 points per game then right behind him is joel and b with 30.2 points and Giannis Antetokounmpo, 30.1 points. So, uh, right now, uh, LeBron, you don't even know if he's going to be available for these games there. Uh, he has four games left on the slate. H how many of those he plays, I'm not sure. Uh, Giannis and Embiid also have four games left. I imagine all will play all four games, uh, especially with a lot that's riding on the line for them. So I don't foresee any of them missing time. So, um, yeah, then they need these games pretty much. So, um, yeah, so this is going to be a race to the finish, uh, kind of in the vein of the race between uh, Shaquille O'Neal and David Robinson that one year. Uh, I remember that race very well. And then if you want to go even farther back, the race uh, between David Thompson and George Gervin that came down to the final game of the season. So uh, the, I believe the Shaq one and David Robinson one came to the last game as well. So where uh, David Robinson scored the 74, 72 points that night, so which Shaquille was heated about. And then, um, yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be that kind of night. So all eyes on 
April 10th, that last day of the season, I think it's going to come down to that that uh, that night of basketball. So, all right, so let's talk, move on and talk about all this scoring that's going on. Um, a few weeks back, I had an episode that covers all that. And then this week, um, every single day, there was a 40-plus scorer in the NBA. So let's get into it. Last Monday, um, Pascal Siakam, 40 points, 13 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks, as his team gets the win versus Boston, actually. 115 to 112. So Pascal Siakam, who's having a on the low, a fine season. Fine season. Uh, in fact, I was making a case for him being an all-star. I still don't understand what happened with that, but in any event, he's been balling. So so that's Monday. Moving on to Tuesday night. Uh Speaking of uh, a guy in the scoring race here, Yantis Antetokounmpo, uh, 40 points. He does it on 16 of 24 shooting, very efficient. 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 blocks. As Milwaukee beats, goes to Philly and beat them in a squeaker, 118 to 116. So Giannis just adding on to his onslaught trying to get that uh, scoring title. And then Kevin Durant, 41 points for him, 14 of 23 shooting, so efficiency there. He drops four threes in this game, 11 rebounds, five assists, three blocks as Brooklyn beats Detroit, 130 to 123. Then on Wednesday, Wednesday, Trey Young does his thing. 40 points, uh, 41 points, rather, and he drops four threes along with eight assists as the Atlanta Hawks beat the Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's in Oklahoma City, 136 to 118. Uh, Trey Young putting in that work. So then that brings us to Thursday night, where we have DeMar DeRozan, a guy who was in the early MVP conversation, but not so much now, but he, he's, this game is kind of a statement. Uh, remember me, guys? Uh, 50 points on 17 of 26 shooting with six assists and five rebounds as the Bulls beat the Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers. 135 to 130. So, uh, DeMar DeRozan making his voice and his game felt. And then Giannis again. Giannis with 44 points. He's he knows he's so close to a scoring title. So, uh, on 14 of 21 shooting, man, this guy is efficient. Uh, 14 rebounds, six assists again, and and that that's when they uh won a squeaker over the Brooklyn Nets at Brooklyn by the way uh 120 to 119 in overtime they won that game and then on April Fool's Day uh yeah 
because one of these guys, this this must be April Fools. Uh, Devin Booker, uh, you know him, you know his work. Forty-one points for him. He does it on seventeen or twenty-eight shooting, four rebounds, four assists. But it's in a loss actually, one twenty-two to one fourteen loss. Uh, when uh, Phoenix go went to Memphis and Memphis beats them. That's the game I was thinking of, where Memphis with without uh Ja Morant, um. And without some other pieces as well, went and did their thing against uh, a fully manned Phoenix squad. So, um, kudos to them. And then Robert Covington, of all people, on April Fool's Day. Uh, so, if somebody said Robert Covington dropped 43 points, uh, you would have said that's got to be April Fool's joke. But he did 43 points. He did it on 15 of 20 for shooting, and he dropped 11 threes on 18 attempts. Good grief. Whew, man. Uh, eight rebounds, two, three block shots, two, two steals as the Clippers, and Clippers have been hot, guys. Um, 153 to 119, and that was at Milwaukee. They in that game. Oh, by the way, um, Paul George sat out that game. So did Reggie Jackson. I want to say Marcus Morris sat that one out as well. But yeah, so that makes it even more bizarre. But they got to win nonetheless. So, so that was on April Fool's on the Friday. And then Saturday, Kevin Durant. Goes for 55 points, which is a career high. I'm actually surprised. Um, you know, everyone says, oh, he's such this great scorer, this and that. His career high is 55 points. I'm stunned. I thought it'd be more than that. But, um, yeah, that's his career high. He does it on 19 or 28 shooting. Uh, he drops eight threes in that game. Seven rebounds, three assists. But they do lose to Atlanta, and this is at Atlanta, 122 to 115. Oh, by the way, Trey Young in that game had 36 points and 10 assists, uh, if you're keeping count. And then on uh, Sunday, Joel Embiid, seeing what Giannis is doing, said, man, I got to get my weight up. 44 points. 17 rebounds, 5 blocks as his Sixers beat Cleveland at Cleveland 112 to 108. So, um Joel and B said, "Yeah, I got to keep I got to keep uh pace with these guys." So, and then you had a few uh near misses of 40s. You had a 37-pointer from uh, DeMar DeRozan early in the week, actually against the Knicks in a loss. Um, Joel Embiid with 37. Actually, Joel Embiid just hit three times, 37 points in a win against Indiana, uh, 38 points in a loss against the Timberwolves, and then th another 38 against the Lakers for a win there. So, hey. 
I would be surprised if um, we're talking uh, Nikolai Jokic as player of the week uh, next week. So we'll see. Um, and then Jordan Poole, 38 points for him. Uh, and that's in a loss to Phoenix. And then Joel Embiid with 37-point game in a loss to Detroit of all teams. So, yeah. So, um yeah, guys, I think this last week will probably be just as wacky in terms of the scoring. So uh, brace yourself for a wild finish as far as scoring benches go. So, so I'm going to talk about uh, the Hall of Fame. We've we had the announcement on Saturday uh, in terms of the class of 2022. And they are as follows for the North American Committee. Um, they picked uh, five um, five people, uh, one referee, two players, and two coaches. So uh, Hugh Evans, uh, a referee for 23, 28 years in the NBA, over 1,900 games. He... Um, Refereed in the regular season, 170 playoff games, 35 finals games, and four all-star games. So, uh, Hugh Evans uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili, um, I believe this is his first go-around on the ballot. So, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, many will say, um, how in the world actually on social media, people are asking, how is it? He's in the hall of fame guys. It's not the NBA hall of fame. It is the Naismith basketball hall of fame, which means your college resume, your NBA resume, your international resume. So since Chernobyl doesn't have a college resume, he has a, NBA resume that's pretty solid, but I think the combination of that and the international um, play is what gets him in. So, um, two-time All-Star, four-time NBA champion, uh, was drafted in 1999 in the second round, uh, 58th pick overall. He was a draft and stash for the. Uh, for the Spurs, he actually played his first few years in overseas, and then he finally came over. Um, but he's had a stellar season. He's he, he's mostly been a bench player, guys. So 16 years in the league, over 14,000 points, over 4,000 assists, uh, nearly 3,700 rebounds. Um, almost 1,400 steals. He won a six-man of the year award. Um, yes, he's done that. Um, and guys, he's won a gold medal in the Olympics. Gold medal in the Olympics, which means they ended up beating a U.S. team to uh, get the gold. Um, and that was done in 2004. So... Um, and he is the only player to win 
a NBA championship, a gold medal, and a EuroLeague title ever. Uh, the only other player, and I was surprised when I heard this name, Bill Bradley. I didn't even realize Bill Bradley played overseas, but he did. So um, they are the only players to carry all three of those titles. So Manu Ginobili, well worthy of being in the Hall of Fame, um, in my estimation, at least. Uh, next, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, uh, part of that run TMC uh, back in the days of Golden State with him, Mitch, uh, Mitch Richmond, and Chris Mullen. Two of the three guys are in the Hall of Fame. The third guy was just inducted Saturday, and that's Tim Hardaway. 13 years in the league, uh, over 1,500 points he scored, four seasons of 20, 20 or more points. Um, he did that four times. Uh, he finished his career 7,095 7, assists, and that's 18th all-time. Uh, he won a gold medal in the Olympics in 2000, uh, coming out of UTEP in that 1989 draft. He was the 14th pick overall, uh, six, just six feet tall, 175, point guard his whole career. So um, Tim Hardaway, um, I say, um, you know, and at the time he was higher on the, the assist list. Um, when he retired, but of course, uh, other guys have surpassed him by now. So, Tim Hardaway making it into the Hall of Fame. Bob Huggins, Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear makes the um gets the call. Forty five years coaching, uh, twenty five times he's been to NCAA tournament, um. He's coached with four schools, Akron, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is where he really got his name on the map. Uh, Kansas State for a brief time, and then on to West Virginia. So 25 times in the tournament, uh, nine times in the Sweet 16, four times in the Elite Eight, two times in the Final Four, 11 regular season championships, 10 conference championships, uh, twice winning coach of the year, and he's um, won 100, no, not 100, try 844 wins against 374 losses, giving him uh, just over 69 uh, per, uh, win percentage. So, uh, Huggy Bear making it in. Didn't win a uh, NCAA titles, but um, model consistency wherever he went. And Huggy Bear is now a Hall of Famer. And then the final person for the North American Committee, George Call. George Call, another coach, uh, 27 years in the league, 22 times. His teams made the playoffs. Uh one final appearance, uh, one coach of the year in two, 2013. Um, 
four times all uh, star coach, uh, 1,175 wins, 824 losses. Uh, that puts him, he's actually um, six in terms of um, all time wins, 58.8% uh, win percentage. Uh, 12 times his team won 50 plus uh, games, six times uh, 60 plus wins. So he's coached at Cleveland, Golden State, Seattle. Seattle's the team that he took to the finals, um, Milwaukee, Denver, and then Sacramento. So George Call never getting the uh, coaching this team to a title. But um, George Call, again, consistency, I guess that's the key here. So um, George Call, now a Hall of Famer. I'll be interested to see his speech um, given t the, uh, the salty nature of him, period. But uh, more so, uh, will Carmelo be at his induction? Hmm. I don't know if that happens, but yeah, so um, we'll see. Okay, as far as the women's committee goes, um, three ladies got in. Swing Cash, Swing Cash, um, uh, played forward uh, 14 years in the NBA, the WNBA rather, uh, two-time, she's a two-time champion at the University of UConn. Three-time WNBA champ, twice with Detroit, once with Seattle. Uh, two times she won Olympic gold, 2004 and 2012. Won FIBA championship, 2010. Uh, Four-time WNBA All-Star, and actually of those four, four times, twice she's won the All-Star MVP. Pretty I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, she played for five franchises in the WNBA. Detroit, Seattle, Chicago, um, Atlanta, and New York. So, swing cash. Um, numbers are solid, but... I think the analytics crew definitely favors her because as far as win shares go, she's very high amongst, uh, you know, uh, players in that regard. So swing cash winner th everywhere she went. Uh, and she's now a hall of famer, Marion Stanley, Marion Stanley. She's coached for 45 years and actually, she's coaching now in the WNBA for the Atlanta Feet, Indiana Fever. So, three-time AIAW champ as a player. Um, uh, twenty-two years as. Wait a second. So forty-five years. Okay, forty-five years of coaching. 22 as a head coach. Okay, got it. Um, she has one NCAA title, two AIAW titles. 
She's made three Final Fours, uh, numerous uh, Coach of the Year honors. She's coached uh, international teams, the Goodwill Games. Um, in the FIBA World Championship Games, she's won gold medals there in 1983, 1986. She's in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, she got in there 2002, and then she's in the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame 2010. So now she's in the Naismith Hall of Fame. So Marianne Stanley in the Hall of Fame. And then the last player there, Lindsey Whalen, um, coming out of the University of Minnesota, point guard, 15 years in the WNBA, five All-Star games, five All-WNBA teams, a four-time champion uh, with the, uh, she played at UConn, not UConn, uh, at Connecticut, and she played at Minnesota where she got her titles. Um, two times, she's won Olympic gold in 2012-2016. Uh, she's third all-time uh, on the assist list career-wise. Um, Lindsey Whalen in your Hall of Fame now. And now for the Veterans Committee's picks. Uh, Lou Hudson. Lou Hudson, 13 years in the league. 20.2 points per game. 4.4 rebounds. He's a five-time All-Star. Uh, One-time All-NBA. Um, coming out of the College of Another Minnesota uh, player, University of Minnesota. He was in the 1966 draft. He uh, fourth pick overall in the first round, and he played with the St. Louis Hawks, who would later become the Atlanta Hawks, and then he would finish off with the L.A. Lakers. Uh, two contributors, um, Larry Costello. Um, 12, 12 years as a player, 10 years as a coach, um, six-time All-Star, um, one-time All-NBA. He won a championship as a player uh, in 1967 with the Philadelphia Warriors. Twice he led the league in uh, free throws uh, percentage. He coached Milwaukee Bucks to a title. In 1971 with Lou Alcindor and with Oscar Robinson. So, um, he he came out of Niagara University, 6'1", point guard. So, um, Larry Costello. He's one, I think I had mentioned him in one of my episodes as a person deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. So... It's nice to see Larry Costello gets his due. And then Del Harris as a contributor. Del Harris, 50 years in the league as a coach in some capacity, whether it be head coach or assistant. Uh, he coached Houston to a 
NBA Finals in 1981. He was coach of the year for the Lakers in 1995. Um, currently, he's coaching in the Dallas G League. Uh, he's been with Houston as a head coach, Milwaukee, uh, the Lakers, the Mavericks, uh, Chicago, and the New Jersey Nets. So, Dell Harris, lifelong, <laughs> a lifer in the NBA. He gets his due, and he's now in the Hall of Fame. And then a few other international, well, um, committee um, picks. Uh, Teresa Shank Grants, um, three-time AIAW champ as a player. Actually, she was a teammate of Marianne Stanley with um, playing at Immaculata. Um, Three-time All-American, Olympic silver medalist in the 1976 Olympics in Montreal. That was the team with uh, Louisa Harris on there, the very first women's team to represent the U.S. in the Olympics in that 1976 uh, year. Um, She also coached the AA. AIAW champ in uh, Rutgers, and that was in 1982. Um, so, Teresa Shank Grintz in the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to get this guy's name wrong. Um, Radivox Karach. Uh, Karach. He is the first star player from Yugoslavia. Uh, he was a Olympic silver medalist in 1980, 1968 and a FIBA silver medalist in 1963 and then 1967. And he actually died tragically at the age of 30 in a car accident. So um, Karach in the Hall of Fame. So there you have it, your class of 2022 Um I just want to make a case for three people, um, three, uh, three people who probably belongs in the Hall of Fame haven't haven't got the call yet, but I see no reason why they're not in there. Um, now that you have Tim Hardaway in, uh, a case now can be made for Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson was Tim Hardaway's equal. In fact, he has a higher scoring average um, over his career. I think he played one less year than um, Tim Hardaway. He has five seasons of 20-plus points um, uh, as far as um, scoring goes. Um, a higher assists uh, percentage he has. Um, he started out with Cleveland, then was dealt to Phoenix, and then Phoenix is where he flourished and took off. So, and he played the rest of his career there. H- dealt with some injuries, but a solid, solid, solid player. 
Um, Three-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, Kevin Johnson, I think, deserves the call for the Hall of Fame. Now that you put Tim Hardaway in, uh, you got to put in Kevin Johnson. For the women, Shamiqua Holesclaw. What are we doing here that uh, we have a Naismith Hall of Fame and you don't have Shamiqua Holesclaw in there? Um, solid as a collegiate, playing under Pat Summit at the um, University of Tennessee. A three-time uh, NCAA champ. Three times she played with the three Meeks, and she was the lead Meek. Uh, she played with Tamika Catchings and Shamika Randall. Um, and she was the leader of that squad. Make no mistake about it. Uh, you know I love me some Tamika Catchings, but you got to give some love to Shamika Holesclaw. I think even Tamika Catchings will tell you that as well. Um, she comes to the NBA, the WNBA, uh, play, plays well in the WNBA. I believe she leads, led the league in rebounding a couple of years, um, still was scoring, so forth. She had the mental health issues that um, took her away f from the game for a little bit. Um, but Shamiko Holesclaw... How are we having a Hall of Fame and we're allowing women players in and she's not in? That's insane to me. She should be in the Hall of Fame. And then in terms of the coaches, Greg Popovich. He just, he just, um, he's now the wins total leader. He should have been on the ballot to begin with. Uh, we, we put in coaches that are still coaching into the Hall of Fame. Greg Popovich, what are we waiting for here? Greg Popovich should be in the Hall of Fame. So, um, you know his resume. Um, five titles. Um, yeah, you know his work. So, what are we doing here? Greg Popovich needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's get on this guy. So, all right. So, that's my little rant on the Hall of Fame and so forth. So, but, guys, that's going to do it for me. Um, again, congratulations to all these players. Well worthy of the honor, that's for sure, in their respective areas. So, All right, guys, so I'm done. That's it for the week for me. Uh, I know I had mentioned something about a special episode. Um, still working on the logistics of that, so uh, just stay tuned for that. So, But nonetheless, guys, that is it. And... Again, I thank you for listening. Much appreciated. And we will talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you could email me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. You could also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude, 
you can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.